We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast Week 14 edition. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk D's. Here with my two boys, as usual, at Bobby Gomes DFS, Bobby Gomes, the Fantasy Bros, uh, at Johnny AirPods, at JSU Ram, JSU Rab. Sorry, a little, little early this morning. My uh, coffee hasn't kicked in yet, but uh, Johnny AirPods, as we like to call him here on the show. But uh, we're back here for Week 14 after a pretty good show for Week 13. I think. I think we gave some good advice on that show. I think we all. We were talking pre-show. We did pretty well, but like could have been better. But anyways, we're on to week 14. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doing good. If if my coffee hits early, I'll probably be off the set, I will say. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Pulling a pulling a blender. I've seen Blender on a on an RG shows put the thing on pause and because he had to go take a dump. <laughs> Yeah, probably pulling. He just like left the screen there. It was like I got. Bobby, we don't have that time, so we're not pausing for you. We're just gonna keep going, and then we'll get back. Jump right back in. Just jump on back in. It's not good stuff. I think there's milk in here. Getting me. Yeah, you're in in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm in a little bit of a a pickle here. All right. Well, uh, let's let's talk about this slate. Um, This is. uh, Week 14, 10 games, a little nice to have a little less games. But the thing about this slate this week, we so I'll just list off the teams we don't have. So we got no Bears, no Colts, who cares? We got no Washington, who cares? We've got no Atlanta, no Green Bay, who cares? We got no New Orleans, who cares? No Miami, LA Chargers, oh, those are some good teams we're missing. And we got no New England, Arizona. I care about Arizona, but most people don't care. Um, and then obviously the Rams Raiders just played and Baker made a, a – winning drive in that last game. What a craziness, right? Like to just come in like that and like actually look like a competent Honestly, quarterback for a drive. That game and the Saints game, I mean, are those two of the more crazier finishes you've seen like in in your life or in a while? Like that Tampa game was insane. 
Like just absolutely insane how Tampa. Look at JSU back on the Brady train. Oh, uh, not on one, the Brady one drive train. He should have lost. He should have taken drive the back L. on the Brady the train. Saints, Mark Ingram needed one more inch uh, to friggin' get that first down. Uh, just Brady runs so pure. I, I mean, just uh, it's amazing. I I like Brady. I, I'm a fan of Tom Brady. Oh, now you're not a fan. for DFS this year. Not for DFS this year. I make it clear. Not for DFS. But my God, has he won some tight games and tight spots this year? Don't and let Big T hear career, you say actually. you like Brady. Don't let him hear you say you like Brady. Oh, forgot to go. forgot to talk about last week. I'm going to pat myself on the back because, as I said on the show, Bobby, let me know when Brady's on a winner. Will you let me know? It's week I tweeted out. I tweeted out Brady is dust, and then was he in the showdown drive winner? Later, drive was, later, he 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 made the comeback happen, and it was just he like, wasn't in the camp. Was, like, oh, was he? In the- Captain, he wasn't the captain, was he? No, that kind of been. He Who looked the awful winner? for the majority of that game. For what it's Who was the captain winner though? Was it White? Who was that? Who was the guy? Yeah, the I think it was. I think because he got the last touchdown there. It was either him or Fournette, but or like Fournette was before. No, it wasn't Fournette. I don't. I don't think it was Fournette in the end. I think it was up until the drive. The oh, Fournette. was it? Maybe. Right. My guy Snyder, we were talking before the uh, show, and he was like, "Oh, you got to fade Fournette." And I was about to do it, and thank God I didn't do it. He plays less lineups. He's trying to take stands, but uh, it was Kamara that needed the fade. That was the running back that you didn't. You yeah, didn't he like had no that. usage. It was crazy. It was yeah. wild. He did nothing. I didn't even yeah. like him either. He, did, like, he wasn't on the field. Like, wasn't even crazy. on the field though. Like he wasn't even in for third down. Like it was crazy. They like Mark Ingram. The the the. I don't understand Mark. what they're doing. What drives me insane though is in key spots they're running Mark Ingram up the gut. For a yard, like it just my, made no sense, like at all. Why my was He had to be not healthy, right? It had to be. Just, gotta, like, he has to be hurt, game, right? Has to right. be. Can I pat myself on the back here? I want to talk about Yahoo. Oh I'm, God, we're gonna talk about friggin' Terry McLaurin. Go. No, 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 no. I just wanted oh. to say that I, I had Lamar. I smashed when I thought I was dead, and I had Lamar. And I was like completely dead. So it just felt nice to do that because I finally had the right defense with Cleveland. Uh, I faded Pierce again, like I say at every show. I just can't believe people still play this guy. He's the projection guy every single week. But he'll get, you, he, he'll get you your eight, uh, Kirk. He'll get your eight. Nice, nice eight burger each week. You know, eight ball, six, seven, an eight, an eight yeah. ball. Yeah. Your guy, David Montgomery, doubled them up. Uh, how, how's that? How's that? Yeah, for so you? that was my switch. Montgomery. Was my switch was Montgomery and Scary Terry versus uh, Garrett Wilson, and uh, and Pierce. I was like, I wanted Montgomery over him, and then uh, I was like, Scary Terry is the exact same play as Garrett Wilson, if not better, and uh, it worked. Um, anyways, that's all I want to say. Um, but here, this slate. What is it? How's the slate like? It's kind of a tough slate, right? Like. We have one game with a fifty over fifty point total. It's Minnesota at Detroit. Uh, Detroit's actually been playing a little bit better defense as of late. Um, uh, interesting is Detroit is we're at the point now where Detroit is favored against a team with a great record. But I think that just shows that everyone kind of thinks Minnesota is frauds. Um, but uh, so Detroit is minus two at fifty one and a half point total. Then we have just a couple of games. You know we have one at forty six and a half is the next highest. That's Cleveland at Cincy. Uh, Burrow's going to get some love here in that game. It's interesting because he's like the highest on quarterback projected, but also Mixon's the highest on running back projected from this game too. 
Um, and then we've got like Philly minus seven and a half at the Giants. And then we've got just a bunch of really low total games. So I think it's going to be a low scoring week. And uh, we're going to have to figure out the best way to approach that. But uh, how's it looking to you, uh, JSU? Yeah. Uh, so you talked about it. You got one, I, I would assume mainly like one clear game where everyone's just going to go, right? Minnesota, Detroit. Uh, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, those, those guys are going to hold some good ownership at quarterback just because it's the game that everyone's going to want to target. And honestly, when they're popular at quarterback is weeks where I'm just like, yeah, I'll take the hit. If I lose to Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, I'll just move on to the next slate because I like other guys. I, I think it's a spot where you're definitely going to see points. So it's not like I want to fade the game. But I think there are ways to go about it where you can get pieces and still not play those guys and play other spots at quarterback that are going to be much lower owned because lower totals. But there are a few games that I've kind of dug up that even though the totals aren't great, I, I kind of like them. And I kind of think that th there's going to be some over spots for some of these lower total games that we'll, we'll get into. But you're, you're going to have to pick one or two of these lower total games to go in on because there's only like one or two high, high totals on this entire slate. Like what's the other highest total? Is it Cleveland? 46, four, yeah, it's 46 and a half. So it's a five point lower, which is massive. Yeah. I, I mean, so, and that's the other game, Kirk, what you just talked about, Joe Burrow's probably the, the other, he's probably the third quarterback that's going to get the highest amount of ownership with Goff and cousins. I don't know how it shakes out in order, but those are probably a three chalk guys at quarterback and the Joe Mixon is going to be popular. Cincinnati receivers will probably get a little love too. I just think in all, you're going to have to find a game that is off the board on this slate because the ownership is going to be crazy on those two games specifically. I think. How's it looking to you, Bobby? It's looking like shit. We're staying wow. on the theme of, Shit, but yeah, it, it doesn't look great. I I understand like the totals. We only have one game. It's like a around a fifty point total. Quarterback options that are popping in projections are not usually quarterbacks that I want to play. Um, there is my is my guy Tyler Huntley is on this slate, who I'm I'm very fond of though. So he's one of these low owner options. I think I can probably go to. I like Joe Burrow. There's some quarterbacks I think I can make good of and then some stacks that I have interest in. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff at the top. I That game in general, it seems like it's a game that I just want pieces from. So why are you so fond of Huntley? So last year at the World Championship, uh, Lamar Jackson was in flux, his status, and I decided with my 60K ticket that I was going to take the gamble and play Huntley. And if I had worked. just played Andrews, I'd be a world champion, uh, DraftKings world champion. But I played Bateman, and uh, I had the nuts in my phone. It went from a flex story it. to a sob story. I mean, it's it not was a sob well, story. Still, it was, was a top. I still, story. Story. I'm like 40K. No, it was a good. It was. I like Tyler Huntley. He's a good guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I think he's a good quarterback. Very decisive decision maker. I, I'm, a, I'm, I can, I like some Tyler Huntley. So, well, the only I don't want to rain on your parade, but have you guys seen the total in this game? Yeah, it's not good. It's down yeah, to 30, really 36 low. and a half. Oh, never mind. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever – I can't remember seeing a total that low. Yeah, we're time. not playing that. It, it's tough, though, because, I mean, Denver – he got he got pushed into that Denver game. And the one thing with Denver is we make fun of their offense, but their defense still plays, and they play hard. They played hard for most of that season. Uh, and now they get Pittsburgh at in Pittsburgh in their defense. I know TJ Watt, I think, is technically questionable, but I'm assuming he plays – and uh, their defenses look much better with TJ Watt back, so it's kind of two tough spots to get thrown into. We're off. We're off the second divisional game of Huntley and the Steelers in Baltimore. I've definitely made that decision right now. Well, you, if you don't like that thirty-six and a half point total, let me interest you in a Tom Brady thirty-seven and a half point. Oh, total. Bob, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know oh, how. You're you're pot committed, dude. You're pot committed. Yeah, I'm in point. there, buddy. Seventeen point implied team total. This is the spot where nobody's gonna be there. <laughs> Bob, I can interest you in a Tom Brady with a uh, Rashad White. A little. They ask you a big closet Brady running back stack. Plenty of plenty of run back options. What Who do they play? Like? San Fran. Oh wow. Yeah. You got you got your boy CMC. I know you're fond of him. So I like him. Easy, yeah. yeah, that's an easy run back. And Lenny's questionable, I think. So, although like this Bucks defense is going to be like great against the run now again because they got Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks. Yeah. But I mean, those guys are just you can't. What what for years we have been since we started doing the show JSU way back in the beginning. It's always been Vita Vea. Like the guy, you can't run on that guy. He's just too yeah. big. You cannot be get the, the Eagles Jordan Davis too. When I so that's another thing. When I saw that kid was active, I, I got way lower on Derrick Henry, which saved me in tournaments because I was super high on him, and he had been out for a while for the Eagles, and then uh, they they've been terrible on, on stopping the run, and he came back and he was he's definitely a big part of it too. So you can put him up there as just a guy who just run stopper beast but vita va is definitely like number one on the charts gotta be for sure he's just a unit you know um all right let's uh as we usually do we start off at running back and kick it over to qbs to align with our wide receivers um then we we talk uh a little bit about tight end and we get to the the bobby gomes defensive segment which he smashed all credit that should be given where credit is due called the Cleveland Browns, uh, which was the key to every, like you, you can if you had Cleveland, you cashed that, that was, it was as simple as that last week. Um, and I love it. Whenever you see the, a play like that, you get all the people bitching and whining on Twitter. Let's cancel defense, you know, defense. Yeah. It, it's, it's been 10 years of defense. Can we get it rule? Can we get a change? You know, it's like, Shut up. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hope they never change. I, I remember that was like in talks. Like they wanted to get rid of defense. And, and we lost kickers. We lost remember got, kickers on Fandle. What would they do? Would they make it like a super flex? Just another flat. Next just another flex. Would they do an individual defensive player ever? Like, no, that's too uh that's no, too yeah, much that's too, too too much for the cash. Super so flex I, would be absolutely terrible. I, I don't yeah. know. It'd be. Didn't it'd be Fanduel try that? Like at one point, didn't Fanduel try it for a little bit? Well, no, really let me just say. Let me just say this. There's nothing better when you're sitting on that 40 point defense 
and then you go on Twitter and everybody's bitching and whining. Like that's like a good day. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a, it is a great feeling when you got the 30, 30 uh, point yeah. defense that you're just sitting there like laughing because they're 5% owned and no one played them. And you throw out them. a little tweet like, imagine people didn't play uh, the Browns. <laughs> could, <laughs> couldn't be me, you know. Uh, all right. So let's start it off at the running back position. Um, some interesting plays here, right? So, uh, as I said earlier, Mixon looks like he's going to be the highest owned play, but that's interesting. So first of all, the matchup is great, right? Um, the interesting part with that is, you know, Cleveland is 31st UA versus the run, but, you know, Samaje Pirine just has looked absolutely like really, really good these last couple of weeks. And now Mixon's back from the concussion is did Pirine earn some more? Or does he slot right back into his old role, which wasn't that, wasn't very much, but or did he or did he earn some extra touches here? So that's an interesting thing. Also, um, you know, Burrow's getting touted pretty heavily. I think he's gonna pick up steam and be the highest owned quarterback on the slate. So right there, you know, that it's uh you they're probably not both gonna smash together, although it is possible, but um probably not. So that's an interesting spot. Uh Derek Henry, who JSU was just talking about is an interesting spot against Jacksonville. He's got some pretty darn good history against the, the Jags. Uh, if we look back, you know, through the years, he's got some massive games against them. Um, I don't know how relevant that is. If that matters, you know, Jacksonville is, is 13th in DVOA versus the run. And Derrick Henry's been bad since, uh, since we, well, he, he had a, he had a rough week 10. He had a good game against green Bay and a great matchup. Then had a he struggled in this same matchup against or in a, in a different sorry struggled against Cincy, uh, struggled mightily last week against Philly, which JSU was just talking about. But the thing that's interesting more so, I thought didn't he play Cincy this year? I thought they played. I mean, didn't he play um, Jacksonville? Um, let me see. No, he, he right. hasn't. Sorry. So, no, there's something in my head. It's a little early here. Um, yeah, anyways, no, he has. He hasn't. He plays yeah. it twice in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Anyway, so he's going to pick up steam because there's really just not a lot of like amazing spots. Um, well, we can get into this next. These next plays, where it is an amazing spot, right? Like the the Cowboys are playing Houston, who's 20th DVOA versus the run. They're 17 and a half point totals favorites, uh, and and. Uh, We've got Tony Pollard and Zeke. Pollard's electric. Zeke, you know, Zeke has looked okay to me um, for for what he is. Um, you know, I mean, and he's been fine. Week 6, 7, 11, 12, 13, he's all been around, like, between 15 to 18 fantasy points. At 6,100, that's not bad. Tony Pollard, 6,700, is obviously the electric guy. The matchup's great. Um, so I'll be interested to hear your guys' takes on how we handle that. My boy. DeAndre Swift told you it was coming, right? 50% of the snaps last week, you know, still room for more, but like they finally gave him some work. Um, hit Pater was a, was a good play. Um, now he's going to be chalky, right? Like that's all it took was this one week. So I, I kept saying, I wanted to be ahead of the curve on that ahead of the curve. She had a, he had a nice game against 21 against Jacksonville, but he's, he's in the mix in that big high total game. And then the other side of that is in the mix with Dalvin cook. Right, better matchup against Detroit, who's 25th in DVOA versus the run. Um, got uh, it was it was uh, disappointing when Madison took a touchdown away from him last. You know, to 
vultured a, uh, a touchdown versus Dalvin. Dalvin was on his way to a big day, but still, you know, solid, solid day, 16 fantasy points. But there was room for more, 20 rushing attempts. Tougher matchup last week was against the Jets, but so it's a good spot. So those are kind of like the, the chalky guys, I think. But, you know, what are your thoughts on them? And then uh, who are some other guys you're looking at, uh, Bobby? Yeah, great call on Swift last week. I actually ended up getting him in my pool because you kind of got me there. So I like the Swift call at 5,800. Mixon at 6,900, I think you may bring up some good points. Like, is P. Ryan going to work in? I think there's a possibility that that could be the case based on how efficient P. Ryan was with his touches over the last two weeks. Um, Kenneth Walker, I think, is another running back that I, I, I like Seattle a lot this week. So I think I'll have uh, some Kenneth Walker. Henry, 7,900. This is the time of the year we're playing Henry. Like, I'm playing – I'm definitely going to have Derrick Henry in my pool. Just a really good matchup versus Jacksonville. He's had good uh, history, like you said, uh, versus that team. So I don't mind getting to him. I'm seeing, like, Lat Murray is someone who people are going to play. I am not playing Lat Murray. I can – I'm absolutely positive I will, I will not be playing him. I do like Deontay Foreman at 5,400, who's 200 more than Lat Murray. Uh I think I could find. I definitely could play him versus Seattle Rundy, and then run it back with some Geno stacks. Um, Travis Etienne, sixty four hundred, busted for everyone last week. I don't mind getting to him. And yeah, that's pretty much my running back pool for now. James Cooks down at forty six hundred. I would imagine James Cooks going to be somewhat popular after the Island game and uh, just how he played that night. I I I, I just. I don't know. They the Jets defense is pretty Rundy's pretty good. Forty six hundred is cheap though. I'd much rather play like a cook over a Lat Murray. Johnny AirPods. Yeah, so at the top, I, I one, I think a lot of people are talking about P Ryan and does he work in? I've heard this a lot. How about P Ryan's kind of of in in ways like a veteran? How about he's had 20 touches the last two weeks? He's had to play more with Joe Mixon out. How about he needs a rest? Maybe he might need a little uh he might need a little rest here with Joe Mixon coming back fully healthy. It seemed too like Joe Mixon had a chance to actually play last week and they just kind of decided to hold him out. So he's fully back to practice. Also, they paid this guy. It's not like P. Ryan's uh, you know, coming in and gonna just take over or anything like that they paid Mixon. Mixon's still there i think he's the you know the best play on the board at the price and stuff like that has the best matchup so i'm definitely going to play some Mixon. um i think hey, in the he, end, he's going to come in at like 20 percent, and then it's going to be a situation where he smashes and then everyone's like how is he just 20 percent? like he was the best play on the board at the price so that's the way I look at Mixon. I just think it's a really good play. And I'm not really a big fan of Mixon, but I just think the spot is tough not to, especially if I'm not playing Burrow. I think Cincinnati puts points up, so I still want pieces of their offense. So I'm going to be on Mixon. And the same goes with Dalvin Cook. I'm definitely going to be playing some running backs that I haven't really been on all year. And Dalvin Cook's one of them. I really haven't played him much this year i think i played him once it was against buffalo yeah the one time i played him was against buffalo i loved him that week um i'm gonna go back to him here again just because i'm not playing Kirk cousins and this is how you get some extra leverage on that 
that quarterback, you know, rooting on the running back. The matchup is decent. Even though I think Detroit, just in general as a team, we saw it last year, and we're seeing it again this year. Like like how Derrick Henry smashes in the second half of the season. We're seeing Detroit as a team collectively just better. They're just better as a unit in the second half of the season. It's like Dan Campbell, the first like you know eight or nine games, it takes them a little bit to get it going, but the team looks really good. Their defenses look solid too, in my opinion. But I still think Dalvin is too cheap in a spot where you can have some leverage if you're not playing Kirk Cousins, get him in there. So those are the two guys at the top for me that I'll probably have a little more exposure to. I don't mind the Derrick Henry call. He would be third if I had to rank him. Not playing Travis Etienne over Tony Pollard, no thank you. Not playing Damian Pierce. Uh, I'll definitely play Swift. Kudos to you. And there were a few other guys like who talked about how he was going to get more. I just didn't trust it, so I stayed away. But uh, he's definitely a good play. If he's getting even 50% at that price tag, he's probably a good play. And you could make the case that there's more to come. He could have more um, work this week. So definitely like him. And Foreman at 5K, those are the two 5K running backs I like. Love Deontay Foreman. Um, And then we might have some cheap running backs, Kirkwood. So that might be the interesting part of this slate. Like, what happens if Saquon Barkley, who's questionable, what happens if he gets ruled out? What happens if Ken Walker uh, gets ruled out, who hasn't practiced, I'm pretty sure, all week? Or at least he didn't practice Wednesday through Friday. You know, what happens in those situations? Because, you know, everyone loves the cheap running back. So if those guys get out, what are we doing with those spots? Because I do like James Cook, and I think he starts to slowly take over that role from Singletary, and we saw it last week. I think it, that trend continues. But, man, you'll have some really cheap running backs, uh, maybe tougher spots, but cheap guys that you can at least look at. Um, Matt Breida, I think DJ Dallas or Travis Homer, whoever would start there. I know they got Tony Jones Jr. too for Seattle. Yeah, so they're both they're both questionable. Um, right. Game, game time decisions, Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas. Um, so we don't really, I mean, it could, both of them could be, could suit up. Both of them might not suit up. Travis Homer is there. Don't then, I mean, they've got, they've got Tony Jones and then I think they called up Wayne Gallman or something, or they got, or they signed him or something, former giant. Oh, did they call up Wayne Gallman? I, or put him on the, I I don't know. I I heard some rumblings, but, um, so they have Homer though and Tony Jones Jr. And yep. my expectation would be Tony Jones Jr. would be more like the the early down running back, and Travis yep. Homer would be the third down and the obvious pass catching situations kind of kind of running back, right? Where you might see more of the rushing attempts go to Tony Jones Jr., but the passing work will definitely go to Homer. Yeah, and it's potentially more could even go to Homer too, just because yeah. maybe the trust level with him. Um, they gotta trust yeah. him a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm not playing Lat Murray in a game where they're gonna should be trailing against Kansas City. Like, no, thank you. Um, I hear you on that. You know, um, if you're looking at cheap, I mean, what's what's your thoughts with James Cook? I, so I like him. I talked about it a little bit. I think that his you can kind of see it where he is slowly 
but surely starting to move up and take over the Devin Singletary role. I think he's just better too. You know, like when you just see those, like when it was DeAndre Swift uh, in his rookie season and in the first like four or five weeks before the bye, you just saw it like in flashes, right? You just saw he was just better and you're just waiting. Okay. When are they going to like unleash? It was like Derrick Henry. Remember they used to, he was he was on the bench. It was who who was it? Was a oh god, I can't former pa- Dion Dion Lewis or is that who it was? Dion was it Dion Lewis? I think so. He was the number one arm oh running back. God. That's crazy. Um, yeah, um, I mean, but you could just see it. Like you can just see him kind of growing in the role, and he's at least got man. He's got juice too. Like he's got big play type upside. And lucky for us. He, he was close to breaking one or two against New England. I'm actually really glad he didn't, um, you know, like break a long, like, touchdown run because he would for sure be popular if, like, he did. But if he if his role increases, Kirkwood, how can you not like him? Yeah, I know. At it's just – it's worse. So, I mean, he did – he had that 11-carry game two weeks ago against Cleveland where it was, like, the first real, like, they're – okay, they're using him. And then – Followed that up in a game in Detroit where he got basically nothing except the the passing down work, which was fine. He got five targets, didn't do much with them. Then against New England, it was like he was the guy, right? Like he got 14 rushing attempts. He got six for targets, six receptions, and he looked good. So it's my like worry, it just my worry is Kirkwood. Do, are they just riding the hot hand? Are they yeah, just so like I, looking at the game and saying, okay, first quarter, who's affecting? James Cook is playing better than Singletary. All right, we're going to ride with him a little bit. Like, Yeah, it's risky, no doubt about yeah. it. Um, I want to touch on quickly the Mixon point, too, that I just was thinking about. Like, So this is Mixon's job. It, he's always been the guy, right? He's. It's not like he was playing bad. He was playing bad early in the season, but basically he's coming off of a 58 fantasy point game where he had 22 and 153 rushing yards um, and a five-touchdown game against Carolina. He got hurt the following week against Pitt. Once he was already doing work in the passing game, he had 42 yards receiving in that game uh, when he went down. And then Pirine took over and smashed in that spot. But that could have very easily – it's not like he did anything to lose the job. You know what I mean? So I I could see it like being completely Mixon's job. And like you said, maybe they give uh, Pirine a rest a little bit, like take it easy, big fella. We're going to need you for some playoffs and I'll – and whatever. They like him too, Kirkwood. They yeah. trust him. They use it. They used him on key downs in the Super Bowl. Like this isn't no backup that they're just like, oh, it's the backup, whatever. No, I like they actually like P. Ryan. They really do like him, and I think they have other young guys too, like in the back that they don't mind, like Chris Evans, who caught the I think he caught the touchdown towards the end of that game last week. Um, Williams. So they they got other guys too. I, I could just see it where. P. Ryan's definitely more of a guy they trust and want just in case, too, something happens to Mixon. So I don't think they're going to, like, push it with them. Speaking of pushing it, uh, Bobby's back on the show here. Um, so any other off-the-board guys? Like, What about, like, CMC? Any thoughts with him? Like, I don't think he's going to be a good game for him on the rushing perspective because we said Vita Vea and uh, Akeem Hicks back. Um, but – in the, you know, he's gonna, in the, he is there, you know, they're building this offense around him. They've got big, is it big cock Brock? Is that, 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 that what we're going by? Uh, that's the official nickname here. Is, um, is he deserving so. of that name? 
He looked good. To be honest, he looked good for what yeah. it's worth. Um, but I, I could see a big target game in McCaffrey's future in this one for sure. Um, other guys, Miles Sanders, maybe. Maybe this is, you know, it's a good matchup against the Giants. Um, it's that's always risky, right? Like you're playing a guy like Miles Sanders, you realize there's a game, you know, he, he could have very low usage. Hertz could take it all, could be a big path. There's just too much, too many offensive weapons on this team, but you know, it does have some big games, 32 fantasy points against Jacksonville, 34 against green Bay and good matchups. This is another solid matchup. So, uh, certainly, and he's going to get kind of lost in the shuffle here. He's, you know, because there is so much risk with him, but for GPPs, you gotta you gotta like that a little bit, I think. Um, do we have any opinion on the Jets situation at all at this point, or who cares? Or I mean, is Michael Carter back? He's definitely back, right? Yeah, I think so. I would. I think they like Knight. I think they're gonna play three running backs a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I think they like Knight. I don't know why they wouldn't just like completely go away from Michael Carter though. So to me. There's definitely two there. They still got Ty Johnson, who who works in there a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think they uh, – and they like Ty Johnson, the, the pass-catching role. They definitely like him. So, I, I can't play these guys. I don't know. Maybe Bobby uh, – I can't. I'm off the committee. Can't I got one more, one more situation worth monitoring. <clears throat> Leonard, Leonard Fournette. <clears throat> Looks like he uh, is not going to go. Didn't practice on Friday. That's not a good sign. Only questionable, so we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, Rashad White will shoot up in that, that scenario and we'll uh, do a lot of ownership. So that's something we got to keep ahead a of. Yeah, but uh, to me, too, like Rashad White, what he's been doing, I think you see something similar, like between like 12 and 17 fantasy points because it's a tough matchup. But he's going to get a shitload of, of passing. Like, he's going to get, all, like, all those check downs. I mean, you see it. Eight, nine and eight targets his last two games. The eight target against New Orleans was with Lenny in there. and Lenny got was seven eating. targets, yeah. <laughs> he was eating in the passing game, too. So, uh, yeah, that's how he gets there, right, guys? Like, he gets there with just massive volume, like, dump-offs. I like the light call. Do we we talk about Dallas running backs, Pollard and Zeke? We touched on it a little, but give us your I like thoughts. Pollard, yeah. yeah. I think they're in a very good spot versus Houston. Uh, I mean, this to me, I Pollard's the guy. Yeah. But this feels like an ego. Like let's 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 give in to Zeke's <laughs> ego and let him score a couple of times. And that is the let, fear. Let him, right? let him do his eat. You know, like yeah, for his two yard touchdown that. He, <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. They're both probably going to score a touchdown here. Yeah, at least. Tony I mean, Pollard gonna... scores a long one, and Zeke scores the, the two-yarder. At a minimum. Yep. All right, Bobby, take it take it away. Where, you're, where are you going? Yeah, I think uh, for me it would be Pollard, but I think you make a good point, Kirk, with that Zeke. They're going to try to feed the ego. He's going to get in the box. So I'll have Zeke in my pool this week. Um, I like the white call too. Like white's going to get steamed up though, but for good reason, he's attached to Brady. Brady utilizes the running back out of the backfield a good bit. So white makes a lot of sense. I don't mind having exposure to him. Uh, it's pretty much it for me at running back. I talked about the others I liked. 
<clears throat> so we're all in agreement. We're all we do we all like Derrick Henry? Yeah, yeah. Johnny. Yeah, I don't mind Derrick Henry. Just wanted that on record. Um, all right, let's move it over to QB. Um, this is weird week, right? So we're going to talk about the chalk being Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith. But then, like, right behind there, there's Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, like, and Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of funny. Like, they're not in the, the, the front conversation here, but that's because of pricing. We don't have a ton of value on this slate. It's, we've got, like, some shaky value. Maybe we get some, you know, maybe we get some news on the Seattle situation. Maybe we get um, some other news and whatnot that drops and some things open up. But right now it's going to, they're going to get lower ownership because of it. So if you really like, you know, they're also in kind of slower paced games, you know, Buffalo playing the Jets, Jets are a good defense. So that's, there's, there's room for concern there. There's also a potential blowout concern there and then there's Jalen Hurts the Giants play super slow right like um so that's a concern uh Mahomes against Denver you know is Denver going to do do much to to make Mahomes do much and Denver's defense has still been pretty good and then there's you know who I like I mean it's crazy to me that like we get it we've got low ownership projected for Dak with this massive team total I get it, right? Like we just said, like they Zeke made they may pump up Zeke in this game. They may, you know. I mean, the running back's got to be projected pretty good, though, right? For sure, they but like, yeah, but like, Ceedee Lamb's gonna want to get his. Yeah, Dak's gonna want to get his. Like crazier things have happened. Like if for somehow they put up a fight in this game, I don't expect it, but. I don't know. I think Dak's interesting. Um, but, you know, I think it's just interesting, like, some of these big-name guys aren't going to be the chalk. It's, you know, and Bur- by the end of the – by Sunday, Burrow is going to be the the chalk, I think, because, you know, he's being touted by a lot of places, and it just feels better, right? You're like, oh, I compare him with, with Higgins. I compare him with Chase. He has a massive ceiling. But, however, it is the best running spot, you know, for Mixon, for P. Ryan if they use him at all. Uh, against Cleveland. So I don't know. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. So how, how are you guys uh, building your pool? Yeah, I like Burrow. I think, like you said, he's getting, he's going to get steamed up, but I'm kind of fine with it. Uh, I'll play the good plays in the slate because um, there are many. Um, Gino, Gino just, it seems like it's 300 yards and he's getting a receiver there every week. So I don't mind getting to him. Kirk and uh, Goff, them being the chalk, I'd, I'd have trepidation, but definitely like the weapons. I like the call on Dak. I think CeeDee Lamb uh, will get in the box this week. So, I don't know. Gallup, I, Gallup's been doing some work, too. Yeah, Gallup. Dak's been good, uh, so I don't mind him. But, yeah, I don't think we have the value to get to the Hurts, Mahomes, Allen for that, like Allen, I think will people will play Allen. It's just the matchup isn't isn't great, and they're obviously um, we're lacking value. And it's like it's 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 pretty slow paced, right? I would imagine. So yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I just Allen would be my favorite out of the expensive QBs, but he would be the only one I'd have like 
interested. Um, Doesn't it feel like they've been trying to sit on leads too? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't it feel like they've just been trying to like get up on teams and then just pound it? So I feel like, I feel like Philly does the same thing too with Jalen Hurts. Like when they have a lead, it's just, they sit on it. So I don't like, yeah, Allen would be my favorite, but I don't really like any of these spend ups. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm kind of at at QB. Yeah, it looks like, too, Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson for the Giants are both out, which that's like a nice little bump for, I would say, Hurts in the passing game. But I don't think the Giants are going to be able to push them as much. So uh, I worry about that game. I would like Hurts more if I, if I was more comfortable that the Giants could give Philly a, a push. Um, also, with Saquon, like questionable, it does make me even more worried. Like, if he doesn't play, then I'm, you know, obviously even more worried. So, well, that's that's a tough spot for me. I kind of agree with Bob too. It's like, do I need to spend up for an AK quarterback? This probably isn't the slate. Um, Joe Burrow. I talked about how I like the running game, so I don't know how much Burrow I'll have. Now, I I, I do think you can make the case that you could staff Burrow with mixin and, and another receiver and hope mixin catches a passing touchdown or something like that but it's just something I, I won't do i'm not on dak just because i think once they get up they're just gonna run 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 and, and run all over this houston team and just get out of there and like the defense is going to be turning over they're, they're just they're really good so i think it's it's a spot where for fantasy anyways dak just doesn't hit my my pool, especially if I'm going to play a running back from Dallas. Uh, Geno Smith, I think, is the most intriguing out of the four quarterbacks that you talked about that were going to get some decent ownership. I think he's actually one of the more intriguing guys because I think he's the lowest of the four, first of all, for sure. The total's lower in that game. But the the key with Geno that I really like is you've got the weapons that are just they're just the like the, the key weapons. It, it's he's easy to stack. You just Gino with DK Metcalf and or Lockett. Boom. Those are the two guys that are just ultimately the most involved in that offense. Um, you know, can you play someone else? Can you pull a Noah fan at 3,100? Sure. If Travis Homer's one of the two starting running backs, like, well, him and Tony Jones and DJ Dallas and Kenneth Walker both ruled out, you can even pair Travis Homer with them because he's a pass catching guy. Caught a touchdown last, uh, I think week twelve it was. So I could see, I could see that stack uh, having a good day, and I kind of like the Carolina side. I talked about Deontay Foreman. I think if Seattle gets up to, they might have to push it a little more. DJ Moore's fifty five hundred. I think he's in a good spot. And the other guy we didn't talk about that I think is interesting that no one will play, but. If you're not on Deontay, I think Chuba makes some sense too, especially if you think Seattle gets up and they're in a trailing script where maybe it's more Chuba. I mean, they're kind of almost splitting the snaps anyways. So Chuba's on the field a decent amount. And you can make the case if the game goes the opposite way of the Denver game and they're behind two touchdowns or something like that, Chuba might get on the field a little bit more. Now, in goal line situations, he's probably not on the field. He's probably Foreman. But I, I think he's another guy that's really interesting. So I like this Carolina 
team a little bit. I, I think there could be some points in this game. Um, I, I don't really like either defense as much. So I like this game. I like this spot for Geno for sure. He's going to be one of my my quarterbacks. And then I'm not playing Cousins or Goff. So other guys I think that are in play I or that you could kind of go to as pivots. Mike White, just from a volume perspective, I think they'll be down the entire game, and he's 5,500. Not the best matchup, but at the same time, you're, you're seeing Buffalo. There's no Von Miller, which, help, which helps uh, Mike White and that, uh, you know, the less of the pass rush. And then the other guy I, I think that's a little bit interesting is uh, Ryan Tannehill and Trevor Lawrence against ja a Jacksonville, Tennessee game. I could see both sides of this game passing and having success in the passing game big time and i can see this is the other game that i think is sneaky for dfs when it comes to scoring points uh you got Traylon burks who's out which kind of stinks because I, I really wanted to play him but now it's going to open up for like other guys and they only have like two other main receivers that nick akina westbrook and uh robert woods i think westbrook's definitely the the better option or Westbrook Akine, not whatever his name is. Um, but I do think you could pair like a single stack with Tannehill and Trevor Lawrence was the chalk last week. And now no one's going to play him. I don't think like he was looked, looked the, like he was dead. Looked like he was dead. <laughs> he was dead. I thought he, and was he comes back he out of the locker back. room. Fine. Yeah. And now he's going to be one of the lowest owned quarterbacks on the entire slate. I, against the I pass funnel. A, I think this is a really – yeah, against the pass funnel. I mean, you're not running on Tennessee, by the way. Like, I think they've given up only one, like, 100-yard game all year or something like that. You're not you're not running on this team. This team is really good uh, up front. So the only success is going to be in the pass. I think this is a slate where taking shots on quarterbacks that normally you, you don't like but lower ownership. I even don't think Russ is crazy as that sounds on this slate is, is nuts because they're going to be losing. You're getting a trailing script. He's down Portland Sutton. So it's kind of even more of a smaller pool when it comes to wide receiver. I think this is a slate where you should be taking shots on some of these quarterbacks that just won't get ownership, but you know, are going to be trailing or in prime passing situations. Cause they're in like, they're going up against defenses that are pass funnels. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Man, how bad did Deshaun Watson look? Oh, that was another thing we got right on this show. I think we were all on the the Deshaun Watson, not even a chance you're clicking his name. Yeah, he just looked a little tense out there, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, he he looked uh he looked pretty bad. Well uh, not relax not relaxed. <laughs> you might need uh yeah, we won't go there. He, he, I get what you're saying, though, Kirkwood. I, I I get what you're saying. Um, what about all right? I want I want some hot. I want one of you guys to tell me you're playing Sam Darnold. I'm not playing Sam Darnold. If I, he has any, can I not give you enough hot takes when I say I'm I'm thinking about clicking on the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, and Russ Wilson? Is that not yeah, hot Tannehill's hot? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy, so I, I, I that that's not too hot for me. But Ryan he's, Tannehill is going to be like one percent owned. Like no one's clicking his name. I, I want to hear someone say that you know Sam. I want to hear, you know, he had to see Baker 
you know, leave <laughs> in first week, make that uh, comeback, right? Like this is a guy who's playing for a job, right? I do really a, think that game could be the nuts, though. I'm not gonna lie, I do really think that game could have points. I mean, he has a has a wide receiver one that's very very easy to correlate him with, uh, DJ Moore. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I, I like the idea of getting off the chalk QBs and playing these, like taking shots on Darnold, Russ. Like, I don't wanna, I, there's nothing exciting about playing golf or Kirk Cousins, I can tell you that much. Literally zero. Like even if they put up, like let's say they get 22. Like my all those guys can get me 22 or 23. Like it's it's just – Yeah. I don't know. I if what are they? What are the odds of those just, beating the rest of the guys every time? Like, I don't yeah. know. That's what I mean. And the ownership is literally going to be like fifteen to two on all those guys. Like every single one of them, they're going to be like two percent owned. And those, and you can make the case that a, a lot of those guys are maybe they're you don't not need anything to get overweight on these guys though, either. But yeah. What do you need, Bob? What What do you get on a two percent on quarterback? Like, what you, you're an MME guy. Like, if I I'd probably play like if someone's like showing two percent, I'm probably gonna play like ten to fifteen if I like. Yeah, them. that's I'm what I thought. Yeah. So like five to like eight x the field almost somewhere in that mm-hmm. range. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd rather do that. Like, God, dude, it's just like the slate is abysmal, but. Yeah, the, the chalk that we're seeing at quarterback is just atrocious. All right, let's well, get Well, it's because of the game. It's because of the game, in, you know, the only total that's decently high, which, I mean, there's obviously a reason for it, but that's what, that's what it is in Detroit. Yeah. All right, wide receiver. Here's, a, I mean, just chalk smash last week. Um Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be the, the, the chalkiest this week. I mean, it's just – it's simply a, just a target thing with him. I mean, now he's good, first of all, and he's also in the best game environment, and Minnesota is, um, you know, extremely, extremely vulnerable defense here. And, uh, you know, they're 24th in DVOA versus the pass. So Amon Ross coming off of 230 balls, 30 – almost 31 in week 12 against Buffalo and what should have been a tough matchup then falls it up against Jacksonville with 37 fantasy points, 12 targets, 10 targets the week before that, you know, just showed you that what, when he, when he gets some pay dirt, hits some touchdowns, how, how high his ceiling is. So he, he has a nice ceiling he also has a, in week two, 42 fantasy point game. I mean, think though he, it's like, I have him. He's a, he needs, I have like a, I have a good rainmaker card of him, full disclosure back back to there um but so i always sweat it out with this guy because he always takes a beating right like he gets nailed and like you think he's gonna be hurt and then he but then he comes back and he's all right so he is um, a tough he is a tough sob did you see that shot he took in the middle of that game where he yeah, got hit in the like ribs, square ribs. in the ribs. i thought he broke a rib like, i was Ooh. like i'm like oh he's dead you know he broke a rib. yeah um yeah it's always a sweat um, then there's Justin Jefferson on the other side of that game, but it's 9K, tough to, to pay for. But if you can get up, you know, that people are going to want that. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is economical at 7,500. And then Garrett Wilson is still too cheap at uh, 5,900. Um, what, what does Garrett Wilson have to do at this point for them to raise his price tag into the 6Ks? I know. And, like, and it's annoying. It's annoying, too. 
I mean, is it just the case? We've seen these rookie guys, Amon Ra last year in the second half of the season. Like, this kid is just – he's just really good. Like, he's so freaking good. At some point, I, I don't get it, though. Like, how do you – like, how do you not at least, like, look at him at 5,900 on this slate? Like, you do. they're going to have you, the same script as last week. They're going to be losing. And, you know, these people are going to bitch on Twitter, oh, he's a bad play. He's not a bad play. He's a wide receiver one who's incredibly skilled, right? And it's the same thing as, like, Terry McLaurin, like, in that same price range always. It's like I always I fall for these guys every time. Like, it's like if you're going to give me a guy who's, like, 5K and is a wide receiver one with multi-touchdown upside and, like, big playability, then yeah, let's go. Let's By ride. the way, he had a chance to easily have like a 40-point fantasy game. I mean, there were two shots where he could have housed for, for touchdowns and he just missed, like just getting tripped up and, and stuff like that. Like this dude is a big play waiting to happen. And the defenses know like that's where Mike White is, is going with the football most of the time. And he's still catching Crazy catches on the sidelines, making dudes miss. I mean, the dude's just good. He's just so good at that jet, the Jets and lo- the Jets in general are just loaded with young talent. It's kind of crazy. Different than uh, that, seen, like, it's the last fine. It's the Jets, Bob. They don't know what to do with it. We'll let no, the fans. So they, I think they're on the right track this time. I do like Salah a little bit. That I defense like Salah, is good. Yeah. Sauce is good. I can't wait to watch Sauce and Stefan Diggs just fight the whole game. I they're that would be, be like. Battle. I could see someone getting thrown out. To be perfectly honest, uh, they're gonna they're gonna second divisional. DJ Moore is too cheap, fifty five hundred. Um, I love. I think DJ Moore is a great play in that Seattle game. Yeah, I agree. Um, then, if if you look over at Pro Football Focus, so I always look at their matchup advantages. Who has the best matchup allegedly of the week? Their top play, their top matchup advantage is Tyler Lockett this week, which is surprising, but that's. Um, I mean, and he's healthy, and, and Metcalf is a little bit banged up, and this is a game that I know JSU has already talked about. He really likes this game to potentially shoot out here. Lockett, um, he's going to be kind of just, you know, he's not he's going to be owned, but not he's going to be like just outside of that range of all these other top guys. So, sixty five hundred gives you some nice savings too. The upside is obviously there with him. Um, Devontae Smith, you know, showed showed what kind of upside he has, um, even with. Uh, AJ Brown having a big, big revenge spot game too. Um, so, you know when Hertz goes off, there's plenty to go around. So there's that. There's there's T Higgins. There's Christian Kirk. I don't know. There's there's a lot a lot of plays Tyler, here. Tyler Lockett's like the opposite of Amon Ross St. Brown. Every time Tyler Lockett catches a pass, he is down on the ground. He's he's not getting any. He's not risking any hit. He's a, he's been in the league long enough to realize that he just wants to not so get he's smart pretty he's, much. Yeah, the, but he's never <laughs> – he's always hurt. This is the first year he's been fully healthy throughout the whole season. And it's because every time he catches a pass, he's on the ground immediately. There is no attempt for Yak. I don't mind I, – I love that. I love the locket call. Uh, I think he's a really good play, Metcalf, in that game. That game just a game I want to be on. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He is up to 7,800. I too cheap still. Still too cheap. It's, it still might be too cheap. Yeah, like you said, it still might be too cheap. I feel like I'll have a lot. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 
like, yeah, I want pieces of this game. I, I don't know if I want the QBs, but I want the pieces. C.D. Lamb's great now, great. It's funny that the Dallas running backs are also in such a good spot. It's, are we playing LaVisca Chenault? Like, he's someone at 3,300 people are going to end up playing. I, I, I just don't know if I really want to play him at all. Um, all right, Bobby, can I, can I just – can you not mention – I just want to say something that you did to me last week when you didn't mean to. It wasn't your fault at all by any means. But you you planted the Sky Moore seed in the back of my head at 3100, and so I played a guy last week in my main lineup, and part of the, uh, that I bubbled in, as I was saying, that was there just to be a decoy behind the uh, behind the running back. So, and I feel like I get it, yeah. I feel I, like Lavisca is going to be the same. The same. I, I would not trust if Lavisca is going to be chalky. I just, oh my god, that seems. No, he won't be chalky. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm he just will not be chalky. Oh no, yeah, he won't be chalky. I don't know. Yeah, no way. He's gonna get up to like eight percent, I think. Um Kendall Hinton three four is gonna be yes, chalky. yeah. I'm in on Kendall Hinton. We can I like Kendall Hinton. Like, I always, always play, play this Hinton. guy. I love Hinton. I think Judy's really back good. though, but still he's like he's there. Sutton's not there though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that, but Russ is just so Awful. He is what bad. He's so bad. Christ, Dan. Oh, he's God, he's cool. so bad. I might have to play a Russ team, but he's so bad. I know. That's why I was – I didn't I didn't oh. want to mention it. It was, like, sticking out to me, but I, I was just like, ah, I'm not going to mention it. It's like because I've gone down with this ship too much this season. I think I'm playing one of these Giants receivers, probably Devontae Smith, just because – just, I don't know. JSU I do think Philly could – I do think Philly, one of those wide receivers, could pop off. Oh, for sure. Um, you, but on the Giants, you say you like someone on the Giants side? No, 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 on the Giants. Just uh, Devontae Smith, I think's fine. Uh, I, I don't think I'd play AJ. I'd rather just play pay sixty three hundred for Smith. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, this is kind of a tough slate. I mean, there's like there's like obvious plays, but like then it gets really thin. I mean, any uh, of these Cleveland receivers. I mean, you know what's funny? Adam Thielen is going to get a lot get a lot of love in this game. I feel like I'd rather play DPJ at the same price at forty nine hundred. I feel like I I'd rather play Zay Jones, who was chopped yes. last week and busted, and and then you just come right back with them and. You're on this yeah. Lawrence stack. I'm all set with Thielen, though. Yeah, I can't play Thielen. I'm like, not another me, guy. Give me, so give me Jerry Judy. About, give Jerry Judy for five hundred more. But go yeah, ahead. Sorry. I like the Hayton call uh, for sure on the Broncos side. Just give me guys that I don't have to pay actual money for. Give me like the cheap dudes that you know that don't need to do as much. Uh, but how about um, who is the guy? I was just looking. Oh. Everyone's going to play a Monra, and I get yeah, it. DJ he's, Shark. He's nasty, but DJ Shark is going to be like 5% owned. And I'll, I'll just say it, the last two weeks, he's had multiple chances to house touchdowns that, that either Jared Goff missed or he just came out. He's a, he's a big play dude. He looks very healthy now. And I don't know, 4,300 in the game environment that we're looking at at low ownership. These are the plays I want to pull if I'm not playing Kirk and uh, Goff. I'm, those are the plays that I, I think go overlooked, and you can you can pull a guy like him at 4,300 
and he's been he's been really good so far. So I really like DJ Chark. Um, I think he's in a great spot, and I love the lock at Metcalf. You can just play either one of those guys, but I, I don't think I've like really been on Lockett all year too. And he's just he's killed me a few times, but I, I do think this is a perfect spot for him. You got to play. Smash. You got to yeah. play. PFF's number one matchup advantage. Got to got to do it. They also like Devontae Smith too. Uh, Every time yeah. I look up at the TV at Red Zone in, in the, like the late slate hour, it's just Lockett catching t- bombs or like just. Uh, and I it, it, it feels up. that way all the time, doesn't it, Bob? Yeah. And uh, Shark two yards away from the bonus without a touchdown would have been an absolute smash at his cheap price against the Jags. Um, little little nugget here: he's got a fifty percent um, end zone target share. You know, so of the the end zone targets for this team, 50% of them have gone to Sharks since he's been back here since week 12. So, um, TJ helps good, that. No TJ good. Hawkinson. That that helped, I think, because all their guys are little outside of, like, Shark and Reynolds. Uh, back to short shaming. Back to short. Uh, well, no, it's just the truth, though. You're not throwing it up to, you know – Freaking Khalif Raymond and, and I thought Amata I thought we got that. over that. I thought we moved past this. And you, you just gotta, you well, yeah, I'm allowed to. I'm short, all right. So I can shame when I want. I'm short. I get shamed all the time. I should be allowed to do it when I when I have to. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So that's would, the, there's another cheaper wide receiver at 35. If everyone's gonna play Thielen, KJ Osborne played 66 percent of the snaps. Like I don't mind. In a dome, taking a sh- in larger field stuff. He just never sh- gets much action, but like, yeah. but I get it for that game. He's a piece yeah. that no one's going to hit hit on, and obviously he could certainly. Yeah, I think it's touchdown. more like an large MME field. Play, yeah, large, yeah. large field MME play. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so if if uh, if Amari Cooper's out, does that mean like David Bell gets steamed up, or is it more DPJ? You guys think? It's probably going to be DPJ, I think. I don't know. Yeah, DPJ, Bell. just because people have been playing him all season, so he's like the comfortable, oh, he's the, he'll be so the wide receiver. I will just here. say David Bell is 3,100. If Cooper's out, he, he looks good too. Like he, like when I watch him play, he didn't do much against Houston, but we could chalk that up honestly to Watson. What, look at before, you know, before that, five, five and six targets his last three games before the Houston one. And he looks good when he's out there. So if there's no Cooper, they need someone, you know, someone else. It, he probably gets the biggest bump uh, roll-wise, snap-wise, probably. All right. I got a play I like here. He's going to be low-owned. He's off of the injury report, which is big. He's in, a, like, a key game, 49ers, Bucks. He's only 6,100. He's Debo Samuel. Makes sense to give it like to short big big cock Brock. If he's not using McCaffrey, why not hit some short short passes and let uh, Mister Yards after the catch try to break some? I don't. I don't, I don't know why they don't do that. That's the fast one, anyways. Yeah, but he's. It's like when these guys come off the injury report and like people have all been like considering them banged up. Like for weeks, like they just get forgotten about, and like this is a guy who can break one to the house easily. I can play I, some Debo. I got one. What are you guys doing with uh? Are you guys brother? What are you guys doing with Gabe Davis? 
So I like McKenzie at 4,200. I, I, I don't mind Davis at all, I, but McKenzie at 42, I think is – I like, just think playing someone not named Diggs as a receiver for Buffalo yeah. is probably uh, in a good spot here. So it would either be McKenzie or – I don't mind the McKenzie call, actually. You say it's 4,200? Yeah, McKenzie's 42. Where's What's Davis's price? He is – he's like 5'3". I can play that too. I, and I don't I, I think like, anyone I like is going to play him. Yeah. No, they're not because you can just play 5,500 DJ Moore, 5,900 yes. Garrett Wilson. So, like, that's who they're all the ownership's going to go. Yeah. Gabe's getting up. Yeah. I think both but, those guys are good plays. Um, But if one of them fails and Gabe, what was like, remember that week one? Like, or no, no, it was, uh, it was week five where he – or no, week one. Didn't he have like a big bomb touchdown like right off the bat? I think so, yeah. yeah that's The best ball guys just cursed Gabe Davis. Yeah, everyone was like victory lapping, like, you know, like yeah. week one. Like, I mean, so let's got be the honest. First, like, the first the touchdown of the year. Is the, is the bomb touchdown, right? That's yeah. how he gets yeah. there. Yeah. So. I'm pretty sure he scored the first like TD of the year for the in the NFL. It would just make sense. I, I they won't go away from Stefan Diggs with Sauce, but like, it, it's got to be a little softer coverage and stuff like that on the other side away from Sauce. Sauce is just really good. I don't yeah. and, and, and Diggs, it don't matter. He'll still throw to Diggs. It just him. makes sense. Like, why would you force? You have other receivers that are competent. Why would you force the like? You could put, obviously he's going to go to Diggs, but yeah, it's just like it's easy to just go the other way. It was surprising though. Like even Jeff, they still went to Jefferson. I mean, he only had yeah. You don't have targets. to. I'm not. He you had don't eleven have to, like, targets. Shy away for the entire game, but it's just like if you're getting softer coverage on the other side, throw to the other side. All right, let's move it on over to uh, tight end, which it's kind of an interesting tight end slate. I mean, because everything feels thin, right? Like, so uh, Kelsey is hard to get to because he's 7,600, may not be the best matchup. Um, just really tough to get to him on this this slate because we're, you know, we, we didn't, there wasn't a lot of value as of as of this morning, which is Saturday, end of the weekend. You know, we got, we're going to have to have some open up uh, to feel comfortable about it. But so people want to pay for Dolchich because he's only 3,400. So he's going to, be the chalk he'll be the cash game play of the week and then he'll he'll get tournament ownership because of that tj hawkinson is going to be a little bit over owned than probably what he should be because of the the game environment minnesota detroit kelsey's tough to get to Fryermuth is interesting 4500 i think dalton schultz is interesting at, at 4400 um austin hooper's in the mix uh and joku Mark Andrews, and then like I keep seeing like a bunch of this that uh, Okonkwo, Okonkwo. Yeah, I love Jake. I mean, he looks I, like I, an. I, he's a beast. He's a freaking beast. So I talked like, him up on my other on my other shows this week. I, I think without Traylon, he just needs to be out there more because they don't have really much of a threat at receiver. They they've only really got like two receivers. Chig is like a, a tight end receiver, though, too. Like, he's a big dude, but he he can move. He can – like, 
I could see him having the big wide receiver game at tight end at 2,700. And I think Traylon being out just kind of puts his role, like it makes his role a little more solidified, especially if they get down. Like if they get down somehow, they're going to need him out there even more. So uh, I definitely like Chig at 2,700. I'll have some of uh, some of him. him. But do you like him more than Hooper at 29? Yes. Yes, I do. That's when he's really – He's all year. It's been when Trey Long's been out that he's kind of shown up. So I don't hate that call at all. Twenty seven hundred. Yeah, Hooper can't move. Like, yeah, if Hooper, if he he catches a touchdown, fine, whatever. But Jake has actual like big play upside. Like he could take he could take a ball up the seam forty yards for a touchdown. Like Hooper can't do that. Like literally, three dudes would have to like fall down. Uh, of their own accord as he's running like he that dude can barely move um now i just solidified an austin hooper touchdown i i can't wait but evan ingram at 33 i i like hooper personally but you do yeah i just feel like i and it's just like a gut feeling i just feel like he's gonna like pick up a bunch of targets um um, i'll tell you one thing though i look and i played him last week and i lost like I didn't quite get there on my main team. He was in my main team, George Kittle. I was like, 5K George Kittle. I was like, sign me up on this week where like tight end sucks. And San then like, Francisco is too hard to nail. I know. Now it's now it's 4,300 George Kittle. I'm looking at oh. him again. You know, like, can I really do this again? They're, they're, they're so, trying to get me. They're trying to get now. Yeah. They're going to, they're trying to get me. Yeah. You might be pot committed. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot more to love. Uh, Mark Andrews gets a lot of love from Huntley, right? Yeah. In, in the past. Yep. And that's that's always how that they're they're scheming to get that tight end open. Anyways, that's their offense. So. All right. I don't know. I mean, this is it's a wasteland. It feels like. You guys have any strong? Johnny, Bobby, you got a strong take? Uh, not really. Um, I like the I like the Chig call. Uh, Dulcich, obviously chalky. Don't mind him. I think he's a really good play. Hawkinson, I, I would much prefer to play Hawkinson than Thielen. I can tell you that much. Uh, in that Minnesota offense. That, oh, I yeah, agree. That, that's 100%. that's true. I, I'm with you. I say he's going to be overrun for what he should be because of the game environment. But again, I would take him over Thielen all day like, every day. Yeah, I can't. I. And I feel like Thielen probably like, Thielen has taken a beating. Like you know what I mean? Like he's just yeah. it's just the 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 wheels gotta fall off. No, I'm with you. Uh we say that and this will be the week he catches the two touchdowns that I feel like he does every year. But yeah, I don't know. I can't play Thielen and I just feel like Hawkins Hawkinson's the easier play in that offense. Andrews, I will I will attach to Huntley regardless what the total is. I will try to get to Andrews at sixty five hundred. He's gonna he's gonna get peppered. Uh, outside of that, like I think we kind of hit on everyone else. Uh, Schultz, I think is in, with all these Dallas guys that are kind of popping. Schultz seems like the one who's popping the least, so he makes sense in Dax Dax. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This slate is just abysmal. Like we said at the top, I I at the at the tight end position, I, I, it's very I don't know. I don't really have much. Well, you know what you do have? I have defenses. You have defensive takes. So let's move it over to the Bobby Gomes defensive segment here. 
yeah, coming off of a monster week where he nailed the Cleveland Browns. So the the mojo is good. You gotta be, you're running hot. Like where, give it to us. Where everybody's waiting for this. It was nice last week. Uh, Browns, Texans. We were in fairness. We were all on both both sides. It wasn't just me. I just went first. We were all on those guys, uh, and it worked out. We got it was. I think the Cleveland Browns probably like thirty points, which is insane for a defense. Uh, yeah, the, I I this week the Jets at twenty five hundred. I don't think people are going to play them a ton. I don't hate going there. Um, I think you can also make a case to play the Bengals at thirty five hundred versus uh, Deshaun again. Just going back and trying to pick on this Browns team if Cooper's out. I I, I think those two defenses are going to be the ones I'm going to be most interested in. So what? What? Let me ask you about Cowboys at thirty eight hundred against Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I don't hate it. I, it's I feel like that's it's going to be more. Tra- people are actually going to get to that. Yeah. Just because of the running backs, yeah. It's Houston, they're gonna they're gonna definitely get to it. I mean, that's who Cleveland Cleveland just fucking put the thirty ball on them. Yeah, is there any? Cowboys are like a ridiculous defense too. The Bills are up at four K. Do we like the Bills? Stay in that game. I don't, I don't know. I kind of like the Jets' offense for what it's worth. Um, I'll tell you what. It feels like. I want to play my defenses in a chalk, though. That's the. I feel like 49ers. Yeah, there you go. Get in there. Get in there against Tom. Let Bobby know. Well, like it's like you don't you don't have to you don't you don't have to worry about them scoring a lot of points. You're a closet uh, Tom Brady fan. Closet Tom Brady fan. It's not about being just because Big T doesn't want doesn't like Tom Brady. You can jump on the bandwagon with Big T. You keep hitting on Big T. So I'll just address yeah, this. First of, all, first of all, shout out to my man. He's got three tickets in the live final for FanDuel this week. So I hope he takes it down. That's first off. Second off, Big T used to, be, used to be a Tom Brady hater. Tom Brady brought him back around when he realized, when he started realizing the greatness of Tom Brady a few years back. So he brought him back around. I, he has not liked fan. Brady for a long time. No. But you're you're getting mistaken with being a fan of someone's career and being a fan of someone. This Tom, you cannot sell me on Tom Brady being a good fantasy quarterback this year. Come on, look at the line. Look at what he's done. It's check down Charlie like to a thousand. You know, times a thousand. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not in disagreement. I mean, the Saints made him look so bad for three and a half quarters. He looked awful. He looked awful. awful. I don't know what what gets to him at the end of the games. Like oh, I don't he turns even understand. It on. He turns, he it, on. turns it on. I just like it, it. Just he might like he might need to swear so many times before he gets like the fire he needs to just finish a team. I don't know what it is though. To be it's honest, I just think they suck. Like I, I think the pieces don't fit. It's just Do I don't think know. He needs to like slam like a certain amount of helmets down like on the sidelines enough times. Like get him just jacked up to the point where he's just like, all right, screw this. I'm I'm going out. I'm gonna know what it is. He doesn't have the Edelman guy. Like Scotty Miller showed it on when he got open on that like little slant. Chris Godwin. What is he? Well, he doesn't. No, it's he doesn't have Gronk. Uh, well, Gronk too. Yeah, Gronk too. One hundred percent Gronk too. Yeah. The guy though that's missing is Ryan Jensen. Man, remember how electric? Do you guys remember year. how electric they were when it was when it was Gronk and Aaron Hernandez? 
Oh, it was oh, unbelievable. God. They that were so electric. I have a crazy, crazy story about Aaron Hernandez. There was there. there was so many people too. Like back then, a lot of people thought Aaron Hernandez was better than Gronk. Yeah, he like was coming. He was playing, coming. Yeah, he was coming. I thought I thought, thought he Aaron was better Hernandez than him personally. That was better. I, I didn't because I thought Gronk was more the all around guy. Yeah, like Gronk was definitely the more all around guy. But but a lot of people. Thought Hernandez was more talented for, all right. for sure. This is what so we're the, gonna do. Yeah, go tell your story. So the night that that all happened, like the the club shooting, I was at a rotary down the way from like a just where that club is. Yeah, I was just sitting there driving. I was driving home. It was rumor, was wasn't it? Rumor? Back no, then? it was. Um, I forget the name of this I forget club. the. I used it, to go. It, to it. it was near. To to it. it was near Rumor, but there was another club adjacent to Rumor where the incident happened like they had i don't know there was like it, it was a couple in the downtown area a couple like two clubs like this whole area like you probably go back and forth to different clubs so i was just like part i was i don't i don't i was driving home and i hit a stop sign and i was just sitting at the stop sign and this truck comes flying by me like at, almost clips me and there's like they didn't even have to come near my car and i think that was his car driving away from the scene like as crazy as it sounds, like that was probably his car because that's how you leave the back way from that club. Uh, that would have been nice if he hit. Your I was car leaving work. If yeah, they, it was, if they, they, <laughs> would have they nice imagine if he clipped me, he probably would have. You'd be like, would he be officially in the story? You know what I yeah, mean? Like I mean, they would have, yeah. they would have investigated that a little bit. You know, like. I, I was like, how did this, tr it was a, it was a huge, like, and the, the car ended up being like a big thing in that case. It almost, he literally almost hit me and there was no, there was no reason for him to do it. And he was obviously, the person was running from something. Obviously. It, it was just like, I don't know. And then I heard about the, the issue at the, like the shooting. So I figured they were coming from the, sh but I didn't know it was Aaron Hernandez. Right. Like, all right. So we'll have to add Bobby conspiracy takes to the, uh, to the next segment for the next show. Kirkwood, not I, just I, defensive I, takes. That's a good point. See what uh, let us know in chat what you if you guys like this. If you want to hear more Bobby Gomes, Bobby Gomes stories. Let us know if you think it was the truck or not. I've got some stories, so I've got some, I got I think it was dude, I think it was him. Like there's I there was no it's like the real the way you get out of the city from that club is like the back roads is going to where I was in the south end or, or like it was in Selby at the Rotary Columbia Park. It was like I was driving home like it might have been like 2.30. I was after work. I was leaving work. Right, what were you doing? Bar backing or something? Were I was bar. Yeah, I was doing. Yeah, I was a bitch boy at work. So. Were you going shake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shake. What's that movie with Tom Cruise? Or he's... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, close out. Favorite stacks. Give them to me, boys. Who wants to go first? JSU, you go first. He always wants me to go first. Uh, Carolina, Seattle, Geno Smith. That's that's why I wanted or Metcalf, and then uh, bring it back with DJ Moore, and or one of those two running backs from Carolina that I talked up. I think it's a really good stack. You can overstack it too. It's like a perfect spot. Play Geno. Yeah, yeah. Travis Homer's in play in that stack. Even like Noel Fant and guys like that. Like you can get different with some of those type of guys, but. Yeah, I really like that game. 
Yeah, I like that game too. I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence and uh, the Tennessee game. Henry Chega, however you say his name. Uh, I, I don't mind those guys as running runbacks, but Lawrence, uh, Kirk, Zay Jones. I think that stack's pretty interesting for the slate. All right, my off little bit off the board. I'm going to say Dak. Um, I'm going to say like they're going to put up like 40 points before they get their foot off the pedal. Like they're going to smash Houston, like smash. And I'm going to say Dak's going to have some some big plays to CD and Michael Gallup in this one. Um, I also like uh, Pollard as well. But, um, yeah, that's – I mean, it's just massive team total. owner not Ownership not there. I know it. Like it could just be like the, the Zeke, you know, feed his ego. Um, spot could be backups in early in this one, but uh, I'm gonna play him to put some points on the board here. Uh, and I'm not gonna bring, I'm not bringing it, I'm not bringing it back with anybody from Houston. So you're playing the defense on top of it. You throw that throw, just on, throw on, on. I like with no bring back. I like yeah, that with that. no bring back, just just hammer it in. Bobby, That's say like the O, say Okongwu. O Okongwu. Okongwu. There you go. We won't try the first name. We'll stick with Chig. Chig, yeah. It's easy. And it's fun to say. It's a great name. Yeah, yeah. It is a very good name. All right. We're done. We can – oh, UFC. I got to give a – I mean, the people love my UFC picks. I get, like, DMs all the time. Um, And uh, I did drive to New Hampshire last night and pound some. Now, I am going to put this as a full disclosure. I don't – this slate is pretty tough. I think it's a pretty good card that's underrated card. It's uh but it's pretty tough. Like there's some tough fights to to kind of analyze here. I took two dog positions pretty big. I'm hoping at least one of them hit. I'm hoping they both hit, but I I'm, my my idea is that like one of them is going to hit, I think at least. I'm playing Chris Curtis plus 145. I took a big position on him. I've also took a big big play on uh uh, Dawkus uh, against uh, Rosenstrike. Who everyone's going to be on the other side of that in the heavyweight matchup. Um, those are my those are my two big plays. Then I also have TJ downtown TJ Brown, uh, who's a pick'em, uh, is another. Band. And then I played Billy Q a little bit, uh, but I'm scared about that one against Hernandez. But those are my plays. Have you um, MME'd UFC since the rule change? I did, and I had the worst experience. So the first thing I did, listen to this. So I, I okay, so the I said I was going to sit it out because, like, you know, all of us bitched on Twitter. But the problem was is everyone nobody, played. Everyone so. played. So so I didn't I didn't max the first week, but then I maxed uh, last week card. And the first thing I did is I had, like, I, I – and I, I heard from it. So – I was in chat too. I was like, I just screwed up. I just, it locked on me. So I, I went to make a late swap adjustment because I had the nuts. I had like the first three nut fighters that like looked awesome, but I had them with some plays I didn't like. So I went to change it. And the play I liked was the other side of a fight that was in there that I didn't realize quickly. So I, I made the, the swap to, and I had a stack on the, in the fight in there in the swap now. So then I went to change it out. Like literally this is all within one minute time, like me playing with it on my phone and I went to take it out and it locked on me. So then, then obviously I have the top three fighters and then this next fight is I have a stack on both sides. So 
obviously I shoot up to the front in the leaderboard and big T is the first said, he said, uh, these guys got you stacking fights, stacking up prelim fights now, don't they? And I was like, no, I didn't, you know, like it, I just looked like that guy who stacked a, a prelim fight when it was all because of late swap. Like, and I was so pissed and I ruined that lineup. I wouldn't have I think late anybody. swap in general just needs to go just for um, everything. It's funny though, that all the people who bitch about late swap, they all still play it. It's the best too. Like all those guys who bitch, like they, they're the ones it's it's more time consuming, obviously, but they're the ones who have the advantage too. It's the best part about late swap. Like I my, I like it for NBA. I like it for NBA, but I also have like obligations at this point. Like my kids. It's also it's on Saturday night. It's like that's the one time where you like, yeah. okay, I plug them in. Now I can just enjoy these fights. It was like the one thing you have. It's not like NBA where I'm sitting up there, you know, and like worrying about everything as you know, each game and and whatnot. But uh yeah, I think it should be. I think it should be as simple as like a fighter. Let's say a fight gets canceled. If there then, is a guy, then that should you, open up late swap. At that point in time, you should be allowed well, to swap out that. And I don't fight. understand if there's no one under that guy and you can't get to anyone. Well, then you're stuck. You're dead. Yeah. But if yeah. you can swap to a guy that's not dead. Then let you swap, but just and it's also it's like the, to, they, they how screwed is this up. so hard? Like they screwed it up head. royally. We had the they yeah. had we had the the fight canceled the first week, and then they screwed up that and they they nailed Big T by like oh uh, yeah unlocking locking and then too. unlocking. He, he and still it's, won't give that up. He uh, he won't ever give that up too. He's gonna be mad about that. I'd be absolutely pissed about that situation though. Like that's literally on them. It makes it, no sense though. They opened is, up the fight. Yeah, no, it's their fault, hundred percent. The and then they they ruined it. He didn't know. He didn't know. He yeah. he was just making a swap. And it did was they give him? Did they pay? Did they give and him anything? Not only that, he bet wildcat tickets. Not only that, he bet twenty. He he bet twenty k as a hedge. Like eighty k. Wait, listen, listen. He bet twenty k as a hedge because he had the nuts going into that fight. So if and he won that, so he's lucky. But if he lost that and then his lineup that he thought won, they canceled. He would have been stuck twenty k off of like a a good lesson. It's a good lesson to learn, though, people about hedging. Yeah, lesson to learn, though. Um. He's yeah, a good, he's a good gambler. I learned this at the yeah. casino. He's a very uh, he knows all the ins and outs. I'll tell you. Well, he worked, you know. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. He worked at a uh, poker room. So, yeah. all right, that's it. This is a wrap. I got crap to do, but let's uh, let's let's smash this slate tomorrow. Let's smash these UFC plays tonight. Let's make some cash, and then come back for week fifteen. Sound good? Sounds yep, good. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn Chig's first name. I'm gonna learn how to pronounce it by that time next week when he ships for us. That a boy. When they keep calling his name for receptions, right? <laughs> All right. So this is uh the Roto Grinders Run Pure Collaboration Tournament Takes Show Week 14 Edition, and we will catch you next week for Week 15. Thanks.